Hey guys, welcome to the Water Woman podcast where we create versions of ourselves without the expectations of others. I'm your host, Tiana Deshay, and last week I discussed that we are all multidimensional with all these different sides of ourselves that we encounter as we change and grow over time. And we're just all looking for a way to merge those parts of ourselves. This week we have a special for part two of multidimensional being conversation. I love how chill her personality is. She puts the sass in style with a dash of confidence in anything that she wears. I admire all of her work, whether it's styling, creative directions with photo shoots, or graphic design. So I'm going to give a warm welcome to Tyronesia Moore, aka Time, aka <laughs> Sass Fiend. Thank you for being here. Hey, what's up? Thank you. That was so sweet. I meant it. Like, I, I have a whole spiel on how you my first guest. Don't worry, I'll tell you about it. But how are you today? Like, how have you navigated today? Today, I'm not gonna lie. Today was rough. Um, like today was a, a rough day for me. But I knew that I wanted to come on here and be my best self and like share what I what I've experienced and just like my joy for life so I was like you know what you gotta put some shit to the side wait can I curse yes okay well I was like you gotta put some shit to the side for right now because you what you're not gonna do is push this off and put this on the back burner so but other than that like I've I've been I've been making the most of my day that's really good. And before I get all like all positive and happy go lucky, I just want you to know that I'm with you. Like I was like really, I don't know, I've been going through some changes and they've been painful but also necessary and beautiful. So I'm yeah. not gonna lie, like I didn't have yeah. the best day today either. And I'm like, you know, you can put this off and just kind of be lazy and do absolutely nothing, or you can just keep pushing through and do this. Like don't reschedule on her. So I definitely yeah. have to give myself a tip I just, talk. I just- I just like I try. I, when people ask me how I'm doing, I try not to lie to them. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a habit that that we tend to form in the South. Like you give people the the pleasant answer because that's that's a social nicety out here. But I try to tell people like exactly how I'm feeling. I, I don't I don't mean to be a downer or anything because I'm always gonna find a way to to like get back to people. But people knowing that um that I'm like centered in joy and that I'm grateful for like for this life that I have mm-hmm. but today was a rough day like no lie straight up but I'm, I'm still sm- I mean for real but I'm still smiling yeah like I, I know I'm blessed at the end of the day but sometimes yeah that's like <laughs> my moods are really ranging it just been like they're either ranging from like I'm doing really great I'm doing good or I'm doing okay and just so people know like Sometimes I'd be wanting to just express myself wholeheartedly to everybody that I talk to, but then I realize that not everybody's going to really reciprocate that energy when I am expressing myself. So when people ask me how I'm doing, like I said, I go from being like really great or just good or okay, because I feel like through those different answers, you can really tell like the difference. Well, yeah, you also have to like, you have to be mindful of who you're speaking to Mm -hmm. and who, 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 you know, is like, is willing, like you said, willing to receive, ready mm-hmm. to ready to hold space for you, and and really is gonna accept the truth, mm-hmm. like that you're that you're that you're trying to share. Like a stranger, no, because 
I don't I don't know that person. I don't know what they have on their plate. So I'm not yeah. going I'm not going like word vomit like how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. If that's not that's not that's not what they really what they're looking for from me. Exactly. They're, they're asking me that in passing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm always going between these different because someone will catch up on to it. They'll be like, okay, well, why are you just okay today? And then I can go into detail. Cause even yeah. when people tell me I'm okay, I feel like, okay, there's something behind this. Okay. Because nobody really just says like, I'm okay. If they're like in the really great mood. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. you like you being willing to ask, let's them mm-hmm. know, okay, she really wants to hear my answer. Yeah. That was a, that was a good feel. Like, I really love that. Like that was such an intentional thought. And I love that you just spilled it out. <laughs> That was really good without even like. I mean, it makes it easier. Like, I mean, I started doing this with like friends, and then I let them know why I'm why I'm giving them that answer, and it makes it easier for them to do the same whenever they're having Mm -hmm. a not so great day, or even when they're having an amazing day. Like, they don't feel the need to to hold back. Like, if you're feeling like your best fucking self, like, tell me. Shout it from the rooftops. For real, for real. Like it just it just makes it easier for people to to be to be themselves. Yeah. I love your hair too, by the way. I know we don't like this podcast, but I'm like, you know, I gotta, I'm gonna just be as natural as possible. I love your hair. It's so cute. I'm feeling it more and more every day. Like it's starting to feel like me. Like I I love everything that you do with your hair. I love your curl pattern too. Like you really, you just great. Okay, let me get into this because (laughs) we really now we're really on the phone. so I really want to let you know like why you're my first guest ever and when I recorded the podcast episode last week about that I had so much to say I just had like so much to say about that topic and then I'm like maybe I should invite people on and then I went down the list of people in my head and everybody's name will come up it will come and go come and go and then Mm -hmm. I thought of your name and it just stayed there and I'm like okay this is it like the feeling was right so I was like, okay, I'm going to go with that. Because with this podcast, I'm not really, I don't plan too much. I really like let the topics just come to me like okay. throughout the week and how I'm feeling. So I was like, this is really, really good. And then when I made my post on IG about people clinging to you, I'd made a post and then I saw you had something similar like 16 hours before, you know, IG algorithm. So I'm like, this seems like really divine. Yeah. But even when um, I first went across your Instagram, I remember the exact photo shoot that I saw. It's just crazy that I remember all of this. <laughs> um, I think Taylor was the one that shot at Golden Time Tay. And it was a girl she had on like, I think it was like a pink dress or red. Oh my and- gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, that, was our, I, that was our first like actual collab. I remember seeing you in your profile with like this um, yellow outfit on matching the tractor. And when I really ran across your profile, I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but this profile is just bringing me joy. Like, it's just so beautiful and it's so colorful. Like, and I think I kind of was like into modeling a little bit more, not as much because I know I was working as a flight attendant, but still I was like, I really, I have to follow this girl. Not knowing that I would ever Mm -hmm. have a conversation with you or cross paths with you, but I was like, this seems really good. And even furthermore, when I finally got to meet you, it was just like, first of all, it's like my first impression is always going to be irrelevant to who you are. Like I'm learning that just because your first impression, first impressions, they shouldn't really be everything because there's always so much more Mm -hmm. to a person. You You mean like a first impression through Instagram? No, I'm saying when I actually met you. 
when I actually did my photo shoot with you. When I actually did my photo shoot with you, you were so chill and so calm. And it was crazy (laughs) because your Instagram is so loud and it's so bright. And it's so I was like, this probably is like one of the first people I've ever actually met who has like this beautiful, crazy Instagram, but her personality was so chill. But I'm like, this is all her, like the fashion, the colors, like it's all her. Like it is what it is, you know? Yeah, it really was. Like it's not an act it's just mm-hmm. this is this is me like I mean I have my moments when I am that loud and exactly person, and I knew that there was more to you than what I knew so I was like this is the person like she has to come on here for this conversation period mm-hmm. well I'm glad I'm here <laughs> yes so I want to know let me see what my first question is because mm-hmm. like I said I want the conversation to really just flow but I know that the conversation needs to get going so yeah. Um, let's see. My first question for you is, um, how did you become this woman that you are like right now in this moment? Like <laughs> most importantly, who were you before you were this woman that you are like before you were this person who was into this creative styling and into the photo shoots and the graphic design? Because I know that those basic like personality traits that you had before, they all played a role into you getting here. So just find like that, I guess, more so that one trait that resonated with you the most of the person that you are that really got you here. Man, that's, that's You're like coming heavy. with these loaded questions. I know, like, that's a heavy question. That's like, man, think about your life kind of question. Um, how did I get here? Okay, so just I have start not- by telling me who you are, basically. I mean, I'm, I'm who you see. Um, well, you can't see me through a podcast, but, but I'm in, in, in like my essence, I guess I'll, I'll describe it as my essence. Like mm-hmm. I am, I try to be warm. Um, I try to be open. Like I said before, like I want people to be able to share the, their true selves with me. Um, cause it makes, it makes it easier for them. And it also makes it easier for me because at my core, I'm, I'm a person who's very, um, like sensitive, very like I wouldn't even say shy because mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to get away from words like that. But mm-hmm. I can I can be I can be reserved. Um, I'm a person who likes to watch before I act or watch before I speak. Um, so I'm just I'm very attentive. Um, oops, that was my phone. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a person who likes to take in the world first because I can be, I can, I can get overwhelmed and then I like to decide how I want to move forward. So I've always been a very calm, patient, just cautious person. Um, like that's me at my core. And that's, that's, some, that's something that I'll probably never get away from. Um, so I, I'll always be that. And then there, man, I feel like I'm having, like I'm breaking down me. Um, and then on the other side, like I'm, I'm goofy. I'm childish, like in the most playful sense of the word childish. And that's something that I try not to ever let go of because like that, that is truly what centers my joy. Like looking at the world through, through, through very, like trying to look through the world through very fresh, new, like childlike eyes. Because, Mm -hmm. because if you let the world get to you and and taint your spirit, then, then you, you lose hope for things. So most most children even if they don't know what the word hope means they have it um so yeah like that's that's me at my core 
but how did I get to being the person that I am today or what I what I'm showing today through a lot of self-reflection a lot of hard truths um I would say man just even me speaking on this podcast is a and me speaking to you so calmly like I feel like my voice is so clear right now I just have to say that because I'm I'm proud of myself right now like I feel like my voice is so clear my mind is so like it's so focused I'm so present I would say five years ago I would not be able to do this because I was so I was so afraid of my own um my own like my, I guess I'll say my own power it's like you know how people people can see things in you and you're like oh that's not me though mm-hmm. like like you you're afraid to step in and because you've always been a certain type of person like I, I was always a shy person I was always a person who had like amazing ideas but because I was um quote-unquote an introvert and I was just used to always being around people who were like who spoke a lot or people who spoke loud like I just kind of let I would share my ideas but I, I never felt that I never felt impelled to like lead. Like I never saw myself as a leader, even though people saw that in me. I was like, but yeah, like once once I realized like I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be that person anymore. Like I don't want to be that person who who holds themselves back. I started like I started doing some self-reflection. And all of this happened after I graduated college. Because once once you graduate college, I don't know who I don't know who else went through this, but like you just you th- you think that you know what your purpose is, and then you realize, man, I don't have like, I don't have the same conversations that I had with my peers, or like the same. I'm not pushed like I was pushed by my professors. Like you just, you feel kind of lost, and because I had all that time to think. I mean, I had a job. I like I was lucky enough to have a job after college, but like I had time to think about myself and what I needed to work on in order to get to where I wanted to be. And I started breaking down, like I, I I started breaking down like what I thought my strengths were. And this is something I do, I've been doing for years now. I, I broke down what my strengths were. Like I had to, I had to really be honest with myself and, and put myself in a completely positive mindset. Like, okay, outside of what other people might see as a weakness for you or what, people, what other people might see as a struggle for you, like write down what the fuck you're good at. And that was hard for me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like, that was hard for me because as confident as people thought I was with silent confidence, a quiet confidence, as confident as people thought I was, like I I was I was a perfectionist, like in in the worst way. I was a perfectionist and I never thought that what I was doing was good enough. Like I never thought that what I was presenting to the world was my best. So it was hard for me to it was hard to um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was hard for me to, huh? I don't know what I'm, I'm losing. My, I'm losing the word, but it was it was just hard for me to like praise myself. That's what it, it was hard for me to praise myself. Mm-hmm. So I so let's get back to like I wrote down my strengths, and then I was like, okay, let me now let's write down your weaknesses. Weaknesses like in the sense of things that you can actually work on not things that are that are stem from insecurity things that things that you see as a a weakness that you can turn into a strength or as a skill that you could 
work on like things that things that I could improve on mm-hmm. so yeah so I did that this is all in 2015 I, I did that and then once I realized uh, once I started to get comfortable like actually sat in sat in my strengths sat in my weaknesses I started seeking out books like I hope I'm still on track with your question because it's, it's it's it is kind of a loaded question just because it's it's like things that I've constantly been working on over years but like if I had to give you like a blueprint of, of what, what I've been doing, cause I, I'm constantly, I'm constantly working on myself. Like day, day in, day out, I'm constantly working on myself because I know, like, I know that I, I've been put on this earth. I'm not even religious. I know that I've been put on this earth to like, to bring joy to people. Like, like, people when I was younger people called me the peacemaker like and I I hated it I hated it because it made me seem so docile and it like compared Mm -hmm. to everybody else around me it made me it made me feel weak like what does that mean I'm the peacemaker I don't want to be the peacemaker I want to be the the activist I want to be the fighter like you know what I'm saying but like I know I know I was put on this earth at my core I know that I was put on this earth to 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 bring joy to people to help people heal like and it's all gonna happen from me just being my fucking self. Um, but yeah, like that's it. Took me a long time to get here. It took me, like I say, a lot of self reflection, a lot of conversations, um, relationships. Like that teaches you a lot about yourself because you you never know you never know what your what your true flaws are until you come into contact with another person on a level where they they feel comfortable enough to be honest with you because you don't always get that from your family you don't even always get that from your friends but yeah a lot of a lot of tough conversations a lot of me putting myself out there like I there was a there was a phase um in my life where I was like okay you know that like I found out when I was what 19 that I had social anxiety and I was like, oh, this explains a lot. Like, mm-hmm. this explains, I finally told my mom, I was like, did you know that I cried like every year on the first day of school? She's like, no, I didn't know that. Up until high school, I cried on the first day of school every year. Not because, not because I didn't want to go to school, but because I was scared every year. Even if, even if I knew I was going to see my friends, I was scared that, that nobody's going to like me or that my friends were all of a sudden not going to want to be around me. But yeah, find out that I had social anxiety. I was like, okay, so what I need to do to, to kind of get past this is I made a list of like things that things that bring me fear in sort of like social situations. So I was like, make a list from the the smallest thing to like the most painful to like um, least painful and like start start working your way kind of start working your way up so like what what can I do to kind of get past this whole social anxiety thing like mm-hmm. this is how this is how I was approaching it five years five six years ago because I thought that I could like I could just get past it like I thought mm-hmm. it was something that like oh all I gotta do is work on the social anxiety thing and I'm not gonna have to deal with it for the rest of my life so I was like okay the the easiest thing that I could do is try to start up a conversation with a stranger like so so I would try to so like, and it, this, it seems so simple, but like that shit, huh, that shit still gets to me sometimes. Like 
starting up a conversation with a random person in the grocery store or like at a fucking old navy or or wherever i was back then like oh then like what am i gonna say there's no pressure like either they're gonna talk to you or they're not gonna talk to you but like that was that was something that i worked on and i was like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna start going to events by myself i'm gonna start putting myself in uncomfortable situations always things that i would actually enjoy doing like I will go to art exhibits like okay you know you love doing this like you're, you're bound to start up a conversation with somebody and you know that if you do it'll be you'll be able to have a conversation with them like yeah have a conversation with them because you know that like you love talking about art you love talking about this or you are you like you truly support this person so the conversation should flow naturally but yeah like, i just i started like i i made it my mission to to combat my fears so that's like that's that's part of uh, like how i got here and why it may seem so mm-hmm. why, why it may seem so effortless to other people because they don't they don't know like <laughs> like they don't they don't know how much of a a battle it is for mm-hmm. me to do some of the things that i'm doing right now first of all that was overwhelmingly beautiful i really just that was a rant. I felt like I was about, no, like on some real stuff, I felt like I was about to cry hearing you say this because now I realize why it felt right to put you on here because um, I resonated so much with a lot of your story. I mean, one of the characteristics that has stuck with me for so long was being shy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when people, the thing is, you can't ever tell what a shy person looks like. Or no, you can't. So I was definitely like I I really resonated with that so much, and you said so much. So I was really trying to hang on to everything while also remembering like which parts that I want to dissect and yeah, yeah. have a conversation about. But I related to that so much. Like I, it, you can't even put it into words how much I related to that because for me, you know. I grew up, I do have younger siblings, but I did grow up as an only child with my mom. So it was just me and my mom. I live with my mom. And every yeah. time she told me how I was as a kid, you know, she'd always say, you were really sweet. You were really quiet. You know, you were really content with being by yourself. You were very shy, timid to ask. Mm-hmm. And I knew that about this. I knew this about myself at a young age, but I didn't really care to do anything about it because yeah. I'm still a kid. And I don't think it's, it wasn't affecting me as much because I'm a kid. But as I got older, I realized that, okay, this, this trait is going to be like the death of my fun, like putting myself out there. If Mm -hmm. I don't just like step up and start doing the work. And it was like, no one ever specifically tore me down, but it was like, I was being so hard on myself because I was just a quiet person. And I was around people who were loud, like you said, you know, my cousin, I had one cousin, she's younger than me, but she was just so fearless and she was just so badass. But yeah. I was always like that good child, the good one, like clinging to my grandmother's knee and all the cousins out Dang. being bad. Dang. And I really realized that it was so beautiful and I had to get away from the word shy. So that's when I started recognizing that I was reserved. I started saying like, you have more of a reserved personality and I knew that I was reserved. So every time I go into situations, even when I don't want to be the one to talk first, I would talk to somebody first and I will come off. I will have this, I will make my personality come out. 
even mm-hmm. when I knew I didn't necessarily want to, even if I knew it would make me feel uncomfortable, because I'm like, if you do not talk to this stranger, if you do not hold this conversation first, um, then, you know, whereas it's not going to go anywhere, like you have to put yourself out there. So even when I first met you, I was like, all right, you got to put yourself out there. Like I'm looking, we two reserved people approaching each other at this point, we have yeah, no yeah. idea. So right. I'm like, okay, let me just be like, I'm gonna put myself out there. And I really do remember just that moment of actually first meeting you. And when I met you, I'm like, okay, she's so chill. Like, you know, and it made me just be like, okay, she's chill. Like, it was a relief to see how chill you were because I knew that I was chill too, but I actually, <laughs> I wanted to be, I wanted to just not let my shyness and my reservedness take over so much. So I was like, you got to just let that fire come out of you. So it was like to her, I'm probably like this, this person who a little bit louder, who, you know, who got, but you know, it was really uh, just that. And like you said, it's a lot of work and people really don't know that. And they just see you and they just like, how you get to we, how you get the way you are. And then that's when you got to have the, like you said, it sounded like a rant, but no, um, I got a, I got a whole story like, behind all. Like of it took a, it took some time. Like that's that's the only thing I can really say. If you don't want to hear my whole story, it just it just took some time for me to be yeah, comfortable, like, or like for me to really truly accept that it's okay for me to be this way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, like I don't have to. Yep. Like I don't have to talk. If I if I don't feel like it yeah like sometimes it's really just that like you don't I don't have to push myself to be this outgoing person mm-hmm. all the time exactly all the time like it's in there but you just like the basis of my personality is like calmer and chill and this is what it is but you know you don't have to push yourself I really like that you said that you know I really do because I felt like after a while, like I said, I knew that my um, reserve nature was hindering me, but this is where it took a turn for the better. You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in a, um, I grew up in a small town. It was predominantly black. So, you know, everything, it was what it was. Um, you are who people say you are and think you are. And yep. that's just yep. what it is. So I actually moved out of my hometown in the 10th grade. I had been going to school with the same people since I was in pre-K, if not Head Start. So yeah. everything was really just the same. And then people already think they knew you. And, you know, I love where I'm from, of course. But um, when I moved schools, I ended up moving to Gonzales and going to a different school that was just a little bit more diverse. And that's where I met a group of friends. And I mean, they just changed my world because they really were just, um, they weren't like me, but I wasn't trying to be like them. Mm-hmm. I just admired how loud they were all the time. And I'm like, this is crazy. So they really pushed me out of my comfort zone to do more mm-hmm. and to see more. And then, so they helped me develop a part of myself because I was clinging on to being shy so much. And even still to this day, I always feel like that little shy girl is mm-hmm. trying to like come out and be like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, no, you have to do this right now in this moment, because yeah. if you don't, you know, I, it was more so like, I didn't want my inner child to always take the lead because baby, your time has passed now. I'm a, I'm a woman. Like mm-hmm. I got us. Like let me take this lead. Um, if this is a situation where I need to be social, like let me do this. Like don't stop me from doing this. It's like yeah. always a constant pullback. Like yeah. should I do this or should I not? And like you said, the worst somebody's going to say is no. The worst somebody's going to do is just not have that conversation with you. And it's really not the worst thing in the world. But as long as you 
put yourself out there and try it, you know, when you knew you wanted to do it versus being scared and not speaking up. That was definitely the battle. So that was one of the traits that I resonated with the most for so long and still do. I, like you said, it helps you to be observing and just, you really get to see everything when you reserve and you're not just going into situations, just like head first, just putting yourself out there, you know, and everybody saw so much in me and, um, they they always boost me up but like you said you're a perfectionist I didn't realize that I was a perfectionist um maybe until a couple of years ago maybe and I was so hard on myself when everybody saw so much in me I was afraid of my own power basically like you said it's it's like thundering out here so you might okay. you might like pick up on that on the on um on the recording I just wanted to let you know that okay thank you but yeah I, <laughs> I don't, I don't identify with that word anymore, like mm-hmm. the word perfectionist anymore, because I, because it is, um, it can be a hindrance, and, and, um, and it can be kind of a, it can be a crutch, like it can be a, it can be a crutch if you, if you cling to that word, at least, if, at least this is what I, what I've experienced, it, mm-hmm. like clinging on to that word, and, and using it as an excuse for why you, why you do the things that you do it's one thing to acknowledge that 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 you were that way but Mm -hmm. to 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 carry that as a label is something completely different because once you like it's like once you know that okay once I know that I have this that I have this flaw or I have this yeah I have this flaw that I need to change because it's affecting everybody around me in in the negative way like you gonna you gonna keep it or you gonna do something about it Mm -hmm. so I was like okay this this perfectionist word is not it's not helping me like so I'm not I'm not gonna keep calling myself that I'm gonna find a better word to use and it it became words like okay I'm not a perfectionist I'm thorough or I am I am detail-oriented blah 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 like like those are those are positive traits those are things that you can use to benefit other people and yourself perfectionist thing like that's that's like the perfectionist thing is like unrealistic expectations not setting boundaries like not taking care of yourself you know like you know what i'm saying like that's 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 mm-hmm. what comes with being a perfectionist and people know that like know that to be like unhealthy traits but because of the society that we live in mm-hmm. it's easier to latch onto words like that and 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 glorify them but yeah <laughs> I'm just, I, I just want to say like, I don't I don't identify with that word anymore oh. that, that was really good because I never thought uh, I never thought that I was a perfectionist but when I recognize yeah and when I recognize that um when I recognize that okay maybe I might be I was trying to figure out I'm like maybe I am one maybe I don't know and then I recognize I'm like okay you do you have a tendency to um be a perfectionist but like you said I started to think about words like detail oriented maybe I'm just a little bit particular like this is how I like things to be and mm-hmm. nothing's wrong with that nothing's wrong with yeah. that but I don't have, have to set unreal, unrealistic expectations for myself to myself because that's crippling me to think yeah. that I have to be a perfectionist all the time yeah you know? and, that, and it all goes back to like what you said earlier about people people in your hometown like labeling you as this and you thinking that that's the way that you always have to be 
same thing like people labeling me as quiet people labeling me as a perfectionist people labeling me with all these different things and me me never seeing any of it as good or bad me just I'm just living my life I'm just doing what I know how to do mm-hmm. I care like you carry those labels with you sub- subconsciously unconsciously whatever like you carry those labels with you and they they affect how you move through the world yeah until you meet people who just accept you for who you are mm-hmm. and how you come and they they usually doesn't happen till like late high school college when you're around people who have completely different upbringings and you realize oh the way that I am that there's nothing wrong with it it's just mm-hmm. that's just that's just what it is but yeah. you have it's like you have to get away from from what other people saw you as mm-hmm. growing up as a child and then you have to like break that down and then rebuild yourself into the person that you want to be in this world Mm. like I feel so confident with bringing you here because you really were the perfect guest like it's so organic I don't even have to ask too many questions because the questions are just leading to something so beautiful you know Mm. um speaking of labels let me tell you about these negative labels that I've um had to deal with throughout the years once I became like this person who was assertive and confident um I recognize that people don't like that because people are not honest with themselves people are very what's the word they get intimidated when you um are assertive and you know what you want Mm -hmm. so this is the one word that um people started to put on me a lot and it really affected me horribly because I was so assertive. They started saying I was aggressive. And that was just so brutalizing on me because I felt like the person that I am is so empowering. And like this person who speaks up for themselves, this person who knows what she wants. I'm like, I feel so good within this space. Why would somebody project that on me and saying that Mm -hmm. I'm aggressive? And it, it was affecting me for a while, but then I had to realize that it was all it was because they lack that. I had to think that people might not be able to speak it for themselves. They don't know what they want. So if I'm coming to you sounding the way I sound, acting the way I'm acting, of course, it's scaring you. It's scaring you because you like that within yourself. So then, you know, like, I don't like to, I'm not attached to that label no more because mm-hmm. I feel like, it's not cool to label somebody aggressive when they just assertive and when they, you know, and then when I do speak now, I'm very passionate about my voice because I was quiet growing up. So I'm going to speak with passion and it's going to be strong. Like, especially when it works. (laughs) So, and then like, this is like conversations that I've had with my mom sometimes. She's like, you know, you can be a little bit hard. And I'm like, I am not changing this because this is really makes me feel good. Like I would really get really hurt. Now, with that being said, I've taken advice and taken heed to um, lacking a little bit compassion because I was, you know, when I first stepped into this newfound trait, I may have lacked the compassion. So it's like, okay, you need to bring the compassion, but it ain't nothing wrong with being um, assertive. I was so honest and I'm so straightforward. That is definitely something that is like one of my traits besides like just being reserved. Like anybody who really knows me, they know if they asking me for advice, I'm going to tell them what it is, but I've learned now I'm just really minding my business. I'm not giving nobody. I, right now, I feel like my yeah. energy is really, um, I'm the strong friend in the group. 
So I feel like my energy is really like, I'm worn out. I'm not going to lie. So right now it's my birthday season. I'm about to be 25. I'm taking a break from the advice given. (laughs) I'm still going to listen to what people have to say, but I cannot put no more energy into this. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm branching out and I'm transforming. Like right now, I don't want to be the friend who always got something to say, who going to tell you the truth, because most of the time people don't want to hear the truth anyway. So you're wasting your energy, giving it to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's where I am right now. So I'm not being, um, I'm not attached to the word aggressive anymore, but that was like really one of those words that really just, I don't know. It just triggered me. Cause I'm like, why, are pe- why do people keep saying this? And then I just realized that they just like, you know, the confidence and the assertiveness and it's nothing mm-hmm. to get frustrated about. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, depending on who you're speaking with, it can, it can be helpful, but most of the time it's just, it's more, it's more so a, a reflection of them and where they are mentally. Mm-hmm. So you just, with, with, what anybody tells you, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Especially because, you know, when you're in that space of always doing the work, I also resonate with you saying that you're doing the work every day. Like that was really intentional because I'm the same way. I just, I just like doing it. Like I love um, just introspection and working on myself. It really just, it brings me joy. I, sometimes I have my lazy days where I'm just taking a break and I might just be lounging around all day, but trust me, that was vital to me taking care of myself. That was vital to the yeah. process of growth. So I really like that, that you said that. I don't know if I actually always like doing the work. It's almost a com- it's like a compulsive thing at this point. Like, like in order sometimes in order for me to work through my thoughts or whatever, or to work through my moods, I have to I have to think back on why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like it's become a practice, a ritual, in a way. Like it's, yeah. it's, like, it's, like I said, it's not always fun, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah, especially when you know that all you can really do is um, handle your being in this world. We really can't control how mm-hmm. other pe- people react and what other people are doing and what other people are saying. So that's when you're like, all right, well, even when a situation happens, there's always two sides of every story. Looking back to see, okay, what was my um, role in this? I mean, yeah. we have to do it because we can't, like, we really can't control what other people are doing. So it's like you say, it's not always fun and it might not always be something that you want to do, but it's like, all right, I got to go do it because otherwise me not working on myself and just being in this world, not really being intentional, it, it doesn't really benefit anyone. <laughs> well, sometimes like you, you know how you said sometimes when you're being lazy, Mm-hmm. Like you feel like you just you needed to rest. Like yep. sometimes not doing anything Being. is is doing the work. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't always have to be actively seeking something or learning something. Because I I went through that phase too. Where I feel like I was always needing to be reading, always needing to be writing, always needing to be analyzing mm-hmm. everything that I'm doing and saying. But now I'm I'm in the phase of my life where I'm just like, nah. Sometimes you just need to chill, and yeah. like that, that, like that in and of itself, is is you 
taking the time to work on yourself because you don't allow yourself to rest because mm-hmm. you don't allow your mind to just be at ease like yeah and that comes with being hard on yourself too because when I was doing my mm-hmm. I had my stages of being hard on myself I felt like I always had to be doing something I get off from work I'm feeling bad because I want to lay down uh yeah yeah. so like yeah so and I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm naturally a homebody so I really do like to lay down yeah I really do like (laughs) to lay down and I really do like to rest and I I did struggle with like insomnia for a while because my mind was so active my mind was so active and it was the worst at night I never could sleep but I really just I started incorporating when I started to just incorporate meditation at nighttime before bed and just like, all right, you need to turn off this TV because you you know, your mind is active. Yeah. That's when I started to get better sleep because my mind was so active and it was because I really felt like I had to be doing something 24 seven and it was really just yeah. such an unhealthy space to be in. But now I'm so happy where I am because when I rest, I never feel bad for resting now because I mean, if we don't give our bodies rest, then we're really just going to run it into the ground. I don't think everybody realizes that, like, these mm-hmm. bodies that we're in, we're, they're really carrying us through this life. And if we don't pay attention to them, don't give them the rest that they need, then what's the point of doing all of this stuff? Now you can't even, now you don't even have any energy. So I'm very in tune with my body now. I'm really, I'm very happy about that too. I never used to be so in tune with my body in that way. Yeah. So I'm in tune with my body now and it feels really good and Everything seems like it's just coming full circle. It's always going to be some type of cycle that has to be going on. But right now, I really am focusing on being more and not doing so much. But because I'm a human being, not a human doing. So that rest. It is what it is. I like that. I'm a human being, not a human doing. Yeah, that's cool. So I just, I don't know. I just really want I want that joy and I really just want to have more conversations with people who we like I guess on that same level with and mm-hmm. where we can just talk about these things because I realize that I feel like we're going off subject but then it's like no we still talking about beings and we talk talking about no, ourselves I, I realize one thing that I realized the most is that we really all just want connectivity and we all want to be connected and we really we just always all trying to figure out how to do it like yeah we all just want to be connected so it's like if I could just put myself out there even when um you know if I could just be that one person that steps up and say hey y'all like this is a group for such and such like where you have these different like even when you have like black girls in green like that's still a way to connect with people because they comment under the picture like girl this look good or like hoping yeah. this you there's like a reposting and tag and so as long as we're doing some good things like that into the world it's like we're still gonna bring some type of connectivity within our lives where we can get to connect with different people like us yeah. um and that's another, different, that's another thing that I've been doing a lot of in not even just people like us but just people who might have the same interests because I really I had to step away with just wanting to connect with so many people who were I guess who I thought had to be like me because I'm like no I want to connect with different types of people as long as we have that same goal and that same I guess message that we want to get our our you know so yeah, yeah. I really I'm, love hoping this heals you by the way because once again the colors like Mm-hmm. color therapy is everything yeah it is it I mean it's it's something that I'm just naturally drawn to um and it just it naturally just brings brings people joy like 
we we all kind of have an idea of what colors make you happy like we all we all know what colors like make you feel warm and and cheerful and that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of what I bring into hoping this heals you but that like you said you know how you said like we all just want to connect all of these different Instagram pages that I have or whatever all these different random projects or things that may seem random to other people like those are all just ways for me to yes I had one of my friends her sister I know she was just joking around but she's like girl Tiana got all these Instagrams and I'm like baby I got all these bags I got all these connections that's what I got (laughs) you know what I'm saying like that's all it is I'm just connecting with people through the different things that I like to do yeah so it's it's different ways to share ideas different ways different ways to like to release thoughts Mm -hmm. that are not always connected but you need to get it out like that's that's what it is for me like hoping this heals you really did start as a journal it was like it was a journal a journal for me most of the stuff that I was sharing was things that I was writing down in my journal things that I had been obsessing over like thoughts that I had been obsessing over thoughts that I was like I I have I'm one of those people who I'm not a sticky note person like I used to be, but if I have a thought, either I'll put it in my phone in my notes, me too, or I'll write it down on scrap pieces of paper, like because my mind is my mind is always going, 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 going. I'm using so, napkins all at work to write yeah, stuff like, down. That's, that's me. Like I always had a notepad, no matter what job I was working on, I always had a notepad near me because my thoughts, my thoughts were always racing. But yeah, hoping this healed you was like it was, it's like a, a public journal, like me trying to work through some of the thoughts that I've had and then once I started like having like having friends who are not all not all my friends are this way but having friends who are so rooted in their emotions and so accepting of having feelings like made it easier for me to start sharing these things because mm-hmm. the first time I the first time I did it I was like oh it's like oh girl you're exposing yourself yeah, like, it does ooh, feel that way. Like, oh, you opening it, you're opening up yourself to like for criticism. Yeah. And it was scary for me, even though we all we were always like doing it. Whenever you whenever you decide to be on social media, you know that you're opening yourself up to criticism. But my thoughts, my words, like my fears, my mm-hmm. insecurities, like I was really like it's like I was really opening myself up to be shamed. Yeah. So, but once, once I, once, once you share those things, you do get a, like you, you, you feel some fear, but then you feel like a sense of relief because you no longer have to feel burdened mm. by those feelings. And then when people respond in a way that's like, oh shit, like, girl, you must've been in my head because I was thinking the same thought today. Yeah, relatability. I, like I needed this reminder or like, man, I thought I was the only one, like, we all we all know that we're not the only one experiencing these things. But you just want to hear it. But when, when you when you going through it, like when you when you're obsessing over it, you're not thinking about everybody else. <laughs> like no. you just know that this feels real to you. So like sharing like sharing these things and like processing these things through <laughs> through colorful graphics or whatever, like. Like this shit healing me too, y'all. Like, <laughs> right. Like, and writing is really, really good. Like, I've always been like, I think my first, I, you know what? I actually been writing since I was a kid. But you know, when you're a kid, 
it didn't stick with me. And then I started doing it again. And I realized like, this was like really therapeutic to me. And mm-hmm. I realized that I watched myself grow a lot through my writings, but I also was so vulnerable in my writings. I never used to share my writings. I never used to think of myself as like a writer, quote unquote, yeah. or like a poet. But now I, I wanted to embrace that role because it's really so beautiful. And literally every single time that I share a writing, um, share a long caption where I might be a picture and then I'm like getting in depth. There's always somebody saying like, dang, I needed this. Like, wow, I appreciate this. And that's the type of stuff that's like, this is what you should be focusing on. Like how much that vulnerability really brings everybody together. Like, don't Mm -hmm. worry about what anybody, what anything negative someone's going to say, because I can guarantee you, like somebody needed to hear that. And that's all you got to focus on letting people know, okay, you're not alone in like how you're feeling. Even yesterday, I was just feeling like, really down so I wrote this little thing I said I take great pleasure in knowing that we are humans and that all of our hearts cry that we're all more different I mean that we're all not more different than we are alike I find comfort in knowing that someone somewhere is always experiencing the same emotions I feel I'm so happy I'm not in this alone and then I put community so I was just like, girl, you need to stop hiding in your writings because I'm not going to lie. I really hit a lot in my writings. Like, that's where I grew at. And I feel like my my journals, I have so many journals throughout the years. I buy them like they're crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was my best friend. But then I'm like, girl, start sharing. So I'm really trying to share more of my writings. I'm really just trying to branch out a little bit more because there's just so much to me. And I just wanted to just be seen, even though, you know, you can only show so much on social media, like to experience somebody. That's the real, like, that's the real gift. So, you know, just being, being yourself is really what, what makes way for everybody else to be themselves. Like you said, and I really love that. I even took one of your, um, one of your things today that you posted, the one you inspired many just by being yourself. I'm like, okay, this is the background because (laughs) I need to constantly remind myself like it's okay to be yourself because I was running into so many different things with um people people who weren't really I guess comfortable with themselves like once I started to get comfortable Uh with myself I'm very when I hang around people I'm always like very open and accepting and I found that people were like using that like they were taking advantage of that and um they weren't really able to to reciprocate that energy so I really started to get down on myself what you said so it happens yeah Yeah, I really started to get down on myself because of that projection that um you know that they were placing upon me so I actually I definitely had to build myself up I think it's like last year around some time like in the last year I definitely had to take some time to build myself up again because I was letting people just kind of like just using my energy and then tearing me down. Um, I guess just disguising themselves that like as like a friend, but it was like we're really not on the same level. You came to use me. You came because you saw something good in me, and that was yeah. all. You know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely happened to me a few times. Yeah, it's um, it's not to think that like you better than somebody, but when you know the type of stuff that you're doing, you never know what people are doing in the backgrounds of their lives, like when we meet them, but just the way people navigate and the way that they act and the way that they treat other people, you kind of get a glimpse of like, okay, all right, I'm, I don't know. (laughs) I've I've grown to not take offense to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I will say when I was, when I was going through like a dating phase, um, without revealing too much, um, 
it, it was mostly men telling me things like, oh, you're so naive or mm-hmm. you're, it's like taking, taking things that should be seen as a positive, like me, me, me being trusting of you or me not, me being accepting of who you're presenting and not, and not seeing any negative in that. And you, you taking it and spinning it in a way to make me feel as if I should not trust you. Like, like, man, like, what is, like, you're, you're telling me more about how you view the world or what you've experienced in life than you're telling me about myself. Like, mm-hmm. is there is there a reason why you feel like I shouldn't trust you? Is there a reason why you feel like I shouldn't find joy in very simple things? Like, like why, why, why is that a problem? Why is that a negative? But I, I like I said, I try not to, I no longer get offended by things like that when people say, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. When when it has nothing, back to what we said earlier, like it, sometimes it just has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just not ready to accept that truth about themselves. Yeah, and you can't force them either. I guess. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's not, it's, it's not a, oh, I'm better. It, 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 it has Never. nothing to do with being better than anybody because we all... Go mm-hmm. different. We all, all experience shit at different times in our lives, and we all have to learn those lessons at different times in our life. It's just a matter of like, can you can you deal with that person right now? Do you have the do you have, do you have the energy? Can you hold the space for that person? If you can't, then it's probably not best that y'all be in each other alive right now. If y'all cross paths later on, then so be it. But it's it's never about better than anybody because. Once you start thinking that way, then it's all it's all going to hell for you. Like, yeah, um, you know what I'm saying. Like once you once you put yourself in a mindset of thinking that you're better than anybody, or that mm-hmm. you're that you're better off, or like um, that you've grown more, or that you that you've experienced more healing. Like once you once you put yourself in that mindset, like you you haven't learned anything. Exactly exactly like, for real if you think that karma can't get your ass like if you think that life can't get you because you've healed because you've grown oh something that's gonna come for you always i mean there's always like be, something else around the corner that's really the beauty yeah, you're, so like, you're gonna be taught you're gonna be, be taught humble. that you you ain't yeah hum, you're gonna be taught that it's too early for you to begin so cocky <laughs> uh-huh and like you know, that's why I really wanted to make sure, like, throughout the process that I wasn't judging anyone when all of that stuff was happening to me. It's like, wow, I was really just, like, so open to all these different people and their personalities. And it's like, I saw, I recognized this in them. Like, it was just a lot of projection going on that was making me feel, I guess, insecure and tearing me down. And I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to judge them. What I will do is just remove myself from the situation because I see it. I notice it and I do not like it. And yeah. sometimes, and even once, you know, I kind of called somebody out on it, which I thought they were my friend at the time. So obviously you think you can have these type of conversations with your friends, but mm-hmm. that just went downhill. And then I'm like, okay, we clearly just, we, we don't have nothing in common at this point. If, if I'm telling you something, not because I'm trying to get on you, but because it was affecting me and yeah. we're friends and you just kind of like, taking it as like oh that's not true I was just like okay well 
it's all right. But so that was like a lot going on. And then it was like quarantine. So that was mm-hmm. definitely the time where something was kebabbing. You just like, I can't go to the bar. I can't go yeah, out. I, you know, time to think. <laughs> I can't go to the library. I can't go to the museum. I'm in the room. Like, so that was last year was really a good year for me to just grow and build so much, man. Mm-hmm. It was Shit. a clean. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, you get a pass, you get a pass. And it was like, oh, we we got all these passes that we didn't even know we needed in life, for real. Like, everybody got all these breaks to just really do things that they really enjoy, whether it was, you know, they like music, playing more music, you know, just being in their room and not mm-hmm. being so on the go. So it's like, okay, let me let me go grow a little bit in this, in this corner in my room since I can't do anything else. It would really put people in the space to just see negative behavior patterns that they have because it's really not always other people I had to think about that too you know it's not always about the other person because I find that especially with this generation we really like to point the finger so much when relationships go wrong whether they're um, romantic whether it's friendship but it's like what part did you play baby in 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 this relationship what part did you play in it crashing and crumbling so yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> you gotta hold yourself just as accountable as the other person mm-hmm. so i don't know that it's just that's a hard lesson to learn though it is and that is one that's one of the lessons that you you can't force on nobody for nothing like you can't ever force nobody to be accountable because you will get frustrated yeah i was like the accountability queen like that was my problem um i was always just like very responsible and i had to get used to like not everybody that I react with is going to have like this responsible way of handling things. So I'm like, it's okay that you, you have a responsible way of handling things, but you can't force anybody else to be accountable. Like, no, you can't because, because holding yourself accountable requires self-awareness. And mm. if they don't, and if, if they don't see the fault in anything that they're doing, then how can they truly hold themselves accountable? Yeah. So, yeah, that's not something that you can force or teach. You just you gotta you gotta learn through experiences and being being willing mm-hmm. to like being willing to reflect on situations. That's so true. That's so true. Before we go, I do wanna um mention I loved your calendars. I didn't get one, but I love them. And <laughs> I loved your signs. That was just so dope for you to give it to I'm just like reading it in my corner. I'm like you might be alone, but you ain't lonely. I'm just like flipping through it. I'm just, <laughs> I, I love just, the project. I love it. Like you are just, you're just so creative and I just love everything about you. And I realized like, that's why you got on because it just seemed very fitting and I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you had space in your life to be like, oh, I can do it. Like, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm happy too. Cause I, I didn't think that I was going to be I was doing nervous. stuff like this. Yeah, I, I was nervous too. I and then I, I saw you did another podcast or like interview recently too. Mm, a couple weeks so ago. I, yeah, I was like, okay, that's that's good. I'm like, that is good. Like these are like the small little victories like the, we give yeah. ourselves. Like, like they are. I'm pr- I'm really proud of myself. Having a podcast in general was a lot because I knew I always liked to talk and I knew that I had like my experience matters. And I've been getting so much positive feedback about the podcast. But then I, I keep having to tell myself like, it's really not about nobody else. Remember like, this is your outlet because this is what you really like to do. And you've been wanting to do it for a really long time. And everybody mm-hmm. enjoying it and giving you these well wishes like that's the bonus for being yourself so like keep doing yeah. it so 
Please, I'm really happy. I'm happy that I had the visitor like, you know, saying like, oh, let me actually add someone in the conversation because I really do like to talk to other people. So I'm like, I'm going to try to intentionally let all those ideas come to my head and think about, okay, who would be the best person for me to bring on? Because I believe everybody has like their different little specialties and different little flavors. So I think that you were a great person to bring on and I'm happy. I really am. Thank you. I'm glad that I did this. I'm glad you had me here. I'm glad we had this open and honest conversation like I I think it's a healing experience for the both of us yeah and I'm learning I'm learning a lot from you because like I just see so much intention when you speak like I can see people keep telling me that and y'all don't realize um that we're on video call too it's like I thought I was intentional when I speak but I'm like I really can see it and like I said when you first were speaking I really felt very overwhelmed but it was joy, like I overwhelming joy. And I really was about to cry because it was just so refreshing. And I really felt like I, I saw so much of myself in you. So it was just so relatable. Like that's how good I felt just having this conversation with you. And ah, thank you, you universe. You're about to make me cry. <laughs> Look, I already was about to cry early. I was like doing like tearing my eyes and wiping. What? No, for real. You can, you can cut this part out. <laughs> okay, okay. It, Oh, whatever. But like Jordan, Jordan was the person I had the podcast with last week and she told me the same thing. She's like, you, you have so much intention when you speak. And she almost made me cry because as a person who, who was so afraid to speak up or like so afraid to, to share my thoughts as a child and, and carrying like that, that, those same, those same habits into adulthood and finally, finally being comfortable enough to, to, to tell people what's on my mind and be able to share it in a way that's clear like like y'all don't y'all don't realize how oh my gosh like y'all don't realize how how much that moves me because because I really most of the time when I'm thinking or when I'm when I'm speaking my mind is racing 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 and I'm, I'm always wondering like is what I'm saying making sense? Like, are my are my thoughts coming out as clear when I'm speaking as when I'm thinking? So, um, there's there's always like this sense of shame sometimes when I'm speaking because I I never know. I never know how I sound. I never know if I'm being received well. So like hearing mm. hearing people like hearing people tell me okay, like not not that I'm I'm looking for praise. Mm. It's just weird. Because I, I, I've grown out of that. Because that's that's a trap in and of itself. Lashing on to praise. Um, but, like, it's reassuring. Yeah. Like, it's reassuring to know that that what I'm saying is <laughs> is making sense. Yeah. And, that, and that, that people can tell that I'm thinking about what I'm saying. Even when I, I wish I wasn't thinking so hard. But it, it's just, oh, it makes me feel complete in and so many words. So it many feels words. like it's kind of hard to explain, too, because it's, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. And I realize that feeling is where it's at. Like, I ain't always got to explain what I'm feeling because half of the times words are only conveying half of the message. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I can really, I can see that. Like you trying to explain it was like, I'm really trying to get it out. But I saw the feeling. Like, I really just see the feeling in that. And like, 
when you said you were worrying about how you were being perceived by other people, that was something that I struggled with for a while too. And it was not that I was worrying about what other people were saying. It was just that, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was like I was, but it was more so like a me thing, just just wanting to be wanting to be seen in the way that you think that you're presenting yourself in the best yeah. light like always wanted to be seen in the best light. Me, yeah and that was that was definitely that was definitely me and I'm just happy that I had a parent who really she saw something in me at a young age and she always encouraged me to just be me I remember mm-hmm. one time, it's not off topic, but it kind of, it, it's not off topic. She, um, she always will buy me all of these. I've always loved fashion myself too. That's another thing. I want to get to these clothes and then we're going to get off. I want, okay. Okay. <laughs> so she, um, she got me this rumper, this jean rumper. I must've been a teenager. It was a jean rumper. It had a cute little tie in the back where the back was out a little bit, you know, age appropriate. It was jean and it had white polka dots on it. And okay. I remember when she first got it for me, I was like, I can't wear this. Like, this is going to draw too much attention to me. I can't wear this. Like literally. And I always remember this story about this jean rumper with the polka dots on it. And then I I found a picture of myself wearing it and I just looked so happy. I had on some red Chuck Taylors to pair (laughs) with it. And I was like, really, I was really that afraid to be myself. I was really that afraid of my, I was really that afraid of my power and being different. But because Mm -hmm. of my mom, like I look back on so much of how much she really nurtured me for the type of child that I was. And it really helped me. She always like, I don't know how you get this way. I'm like, because of you. That's why I get this way. Like, you know, and I guess she really sees so much of me and herself, but also like the grown part, the part that stepped out and did it. Cause she's like, Mm -hmm. I I would just want to be just like you. I'm like, trust me, we are more alike than we are different. I just probably, you know, worked with some different things, took some different turns, you know, but that is, that's my girl right there. I love my mom so much for everything, man. Now, you know, when you get older, you start to, I feel like I just appreciate her so much more now. I had a, a I yeah. hate my mom's stage when I was a teenager, just rocking and rolling. <laughs> but, yeah. okay, one last thing. I feel like, I don't know if this, I know you won't agree with this, but don't you feel like you be having to have an outfit for all your different personalities? I do. <laughs> it be so hard, like, when I'm dressing It's not something like, that I think about, though. It's just... It, yeah it's just what it is (laughs) exactly and then when I started to dress I realized I was like I don't really have like a particular style I just feel like my personalities be dressed my personalities dress me so I knew that was something you was gonna relate to especially because you know you show out and I love when you come on there and give us looks and you go to your spots for the destinations and you just really great at coloring and taking these pictures and doing these poses so I had to bring that out like I already knew I know you're dressing for all your different personalities you like yeah it's just something that I do naturally and I'm like I already I see it (laughs) like I don't I don't even I don't even know how to explain it because it's it's not something that's always I mean it's it's intentional because it's like it's kind of ingrained in who I am Mm -hmm. but I don't be thinking like oh I'm feeling this way today or like I want to be this mm-hmm. character today. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I like that pattern. Let me see what goes with it. Or oh, I like that color. Or or sometimes it's as simple as like, okay, you know you only have this pair of pants to wear. So you gotta find something cute to go with it. Like mm-hmm. it's it is more fluid. Yeah. And people may think because I curate it in a way that presents it like 
it's always thought of. No, it's 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 more fluid than people would think. Like right. some, some yeah, some like some days I'm definitely dressing more feminine, more playful. Then other days I'm like, oh, like I just want to wear baggy pants, or I want to wear, I, I want to cover myself. I want, or I want to feel, I want to feel powerful. So I, I look for things with structure. Like, like that's that's just, it's very experimental. You sound like, just like me when you said that. I was telling somebody, I was like, sometimes I just want to wear my baggy jeans, and it's really not like a lot of thought put into it. But when you put it on, you just like, now it makes sense why I wore this because I feel really good in this. Like, this just, this yeah. is good for the day. Like, not trying to simplify any of what I'm saying or, mm-hmm. or any of my process because there there is a process. But it's not, it's not what people think it is because that process is something that has been developed over the years through me allowing myself to experiment. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, me, me like letting myself try things out makes it so much easier for me now I'm about to be 30 y'all now as like (laughs) a grown-ass woman in a sense like it makes it easier for me to to be fluid because I've played around with so many things in my 20s played around with so many different styles and looks and like just aesthetics that that as I'm as I'm getting dressed it's just it's, it's it's really just picking and choosing who I want to present that day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that person going to be loud and colorful. Sometimes that, that person is going to be like low key. Like it's that's really all that it is. It, yeah. it, I mean, it used to be more planned when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting to a point where I just want to I want to I want it to be easy when I get dressed. I'm like I'm trying to simplify. Like, I'm trying not. I'm trying not to overthink. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I just. I'm, I just want my my day to go a lot easier. And if I can simplify it and make yeah. it, just I keep using the word easy, but just make it easy for myself. <laughs> Man, I mean, if not picking out clothes, it's just like, oh my god! Like it's, it seems like a chore that you don't want to do when you when you're thinking about it too hard. So. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what you want to wear, but if you're thinking about it too hard, now you're about to confuse yourself through all kind of other outfits in the mix when you yeah. intuitively you know what you want to wear. Yeah. And I know that I really, a part of, like, coming into myself was also coming into, like, the style, what I like to wear. I really watch myself change. You know, I'm just 25, so here you say you're about to be 30. I'm like, oh, I have so much growing to do. <laughs> I mean, you've grown a lot. I didn't, I didn't even know that you're about to be 25. I, like... I never ask people the age. That's one thing I never ask people the age too, because I just like I just like to talk to people. But then when I find out the age, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. And then we still just yeah, no, because it shouldn't it shouldn't really matter. Mm-mm. How you thought I was? Oh, you never thought about it. It was just like oh, I never, I never yeah, thought about it. I, like, I, I figured I figured you were younger, but at the same time, I was like, well, whenever we, talk, whenever we talk, we just sound like. Yeah, just like two people kicking it and talking. So yeah, like a part of me is like recognizing like growing into myself. It's like just wear what you want to wear. Like don't think about it because I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't, I don't. I see that I remember thrifting a lot when I was young, and then Mm -hmm. I stopped. But when I when I got back into it, I'm like I really do like this, and I really don't really do a lot of fast fashion anymore Mm -hmm. because all the stuff looked the same and. 
they don't they don't really like nah I'm, maybe if i need to get something for an event like specifically i might go online and find something but i really don't shop that much anymore and i was oh i was going to the thrift store a lot and my mom would be like you're gonna get you some clothes i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go to the thrift store and she'd be like mm, you really know how to put stuff together i'm like yep got it from you i'm like i might not be going to like you know the store i'm like i got it from you in a way like putting stuff together i just didn't feel the need to go to the store to get it like whatever yeah. i wanted to wear so yeah i, I guess me oh my friends they've been telling me about this whole age thing and stop saying I'm, I'm i'm getting older but as as i'm becoming more aware of myself and my style i'm just i'm not as willing to buy things that I know I'm not going to keep. I know. Like, I just, it just makes me feel bad <laughs> in, in a way. Like, yeah, I could donate it, but why am I, why am I buying it with the intentions of basically throwing my money away? So I, 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 I relate to that. I absolutely can survive off wearing like my same couple of pair of jeans and a couple of shirts. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> like the more I go in the closet I'm like this gotta go like I used to love 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 clothes but now I look at my closet I'm like oh I feel so overwhelmed I need everything in this closet I need to be something that I'm absolutely gonna wear and I'm just like throwing all these clothes out because it's like this does not resonate with me why is this in here yeah like I mean I know my style is changing and but at the same time like I it's like it's almost like I'm curating I'm curating my I'm curating the way I want to dress as a quote unquote grown woman. So a lot of, a lot of things are like, they're just like, they have to go now mm-hmm. because, okay, this is a cheap material. Like this is not how I want to present myself. Yeah. Or like this doesn't feel good on my skin. Like things like that, like matter to me now. Like, Oh man, like, yeah, this is going to look cute on me, but I'm going to be comfortable uncomfortable while I'm wearing it. Like, all of those choices that you make when you're younger because you just want to you just want to look cute like that should don't matter no more yeah like if it's if it's something that i'm constantly having to pull down or pull up like <laughs> oh like like you gotta go Girl, <laughs> i'm look, i'm thinking about my favorite jeans as we speak i'm like man i love those jeans and i'm gonna wear them every time yeah. <laughs> and i'm you know because sometimes it's hard to really find like a good pair of jeans that you really like so this is my jeans and I'm a mix. I'm gonna make it look different every time because that's just how I am. (laughs) Okay. So before we go, I do want to ask you one question. Uh Just one, just one, nothing nothing crazy. I really want to say thank you for being here today. Thank you. But if you had to make one rule that everybody had to follow in the world, this one rule, this is a universal law that everybody had to follow. What is your universal law? A universal law. Oh my god! It don't have to be nothing too crazy, but just whatever you feel like, nothing too serious. Whatever you feel in your heart right now, that's the rule, and I know that's the rule for you. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I, feel like I had I'm... to make it. I had to make it a little. We was having fun the whole time, but I had to throw in a question because it's it's really a good question. I, like, I, yeah, it is because I feel like I've. I'm kind of. I can be an idealist at times. So I feel like I've probably thought about this thing in a sense before, but man, I don't know if it would be considered a law, but I just want people to be a little bit more empathetic. 
Okay. Like, just just a little bit more compassionate. Like they so they basically they need to be compassionate. People have to have compassion. That's the that's the law. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. It's gonna take some people a while to get there, but kind of yeah. Like they like we need some we need like some basic training. Like everybody gotta take these courses. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that's what it will be. And my thing is like, it's not even about like you being like an ideal. It's like this is just the law. Like you know, like this is what it is. And I love this law. And I, the every I, I know that I'm going to keep this question going because it gets a nice little conversation going too, just to see where people had it. But people have to have compassion. That's the law. Like I'm just thinking, like man, wouldn't life be great? Like that's beautiful. Wouldn't we all be just a little less pissed off? I, I carry that. that I carry compassion heavy with me at work. I mean, the people that I encounter, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I really go from zero to one hundred real quick because I'm so chill and so mellow. And then it's just like, and then all that mindfulness stuff that I had worked on the day goes out the window that quick. And I'm oh like, yeah, Man. once you trigger, once you trigger, like, oof. <laughs> Okay, God, that was that was good. I'm a, um I'm definitely gonna write this down and keep it because I just want to have everybody's little laws in my book because it just might be something that I needed to work on a little bit more. Like you saying, like people need to have a more compact and you know it's just like something I can look back on and be like, that's a good little law. That is a good yeah. law. Yep, I'm gonna remember this law for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I need to remind myself of that law too. Mm-hmm. Whenever Every I'm day. through my phase of um being judgy. <laughs> Ooh, judgy. Uh, that's that's another word that I hated. But okay, I want to say thank you for being here. You were definitely we were definitely on here way longer than I expected. But that's because I, I didn't want to like I didn't want to just feel like make people feel like oh I got to do this. I want to make sure that it was like time and space. Like you, it can happen, and it did because you obviously you had the time and you made the space. Like you didn't like, oh, I got to get off here in, <laughs> in 30 yeah, yeah. minutes. So don't keep me long. You know, it was really, really natural. So. Yeah. I figured it would, it would be a little bit longer just because of what we're talking about. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind of hard to yeah. have a compact discussion about those heavy subjects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I got the perfect person. And now at first I was like, I'm going to keep the series going, but it's like, nope. I'm going to move on to my next subject and see who I can fit into that subject because I really do enjoy these conversations. Like I love talking to myself and having, it's kind of like a little, a little journal diary for me. And then I put it out to the world and I'm like, God, now people see how crazy I am. (laughs) God, they didn't know I was this, like they didn't know I was this deep, but now they really can see it. (laughs) But yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast, it was beautiful. It was a great discussion, but um, there's just one more r- reminder. Ain't nobody going to water you like you're going to water you. You <laughs> did? <laughs> Thank you, Ty. Have a Thank good day. You. Bye. Right, bye.